Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Koslowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. And same applies to any professional who may appear on the OG Therapy Podcast. Welcome to the OG Therapy Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of OG Therapy. And if you haven't noticed, we took a little bit of a break. And the break we took was a mental health break, back to school break, whatever you want to call it. But now that school year, we're back to another year with you parents needing some OG advice. We're here for you to give you our suggestions and ideas. And we got a really good one today for you. And this is coming hot off the press because I just taught my first day of high school today for the school year. And I found out really quickly, I said something in one of the classes and the kids lit up and I asked them, I said, Hey, have any of you, your parents had this conversation with you before? And the kids were like, well, a little bit kind of, but the way they talked about it wasn't the way you said it. They did it in more of the, like, you better not screw this up way. And then that was it. Okay. So the topic, what what I want uh, my fellow OG uh, therapy coaches right now to be talking about is reputation. Mm. Our reputation as adults, the three of us, we've learned, I don't know about you guys, but I learned through the hard way, it's all you got. Yep. Like if you take your reputation lightly and you are just dismissive, oh, it's no big deal. I could say what I want to people, do what I want. It's whatever. The world's going to forgive me. I'm going to have a chance to run it back. Unfortunately, in 2023, sometimes you don't get a second chance with a lot of people. And most importantly, the reputation is how many people build their businesses and their whole entire lives around the reputation. And sometimes it's a bad reputation and they just kind of own up to it. And they, I had people say, you know, what? I have the reputation of just not caring, being a hard A and I get stuff done and they're proud of it. They wear it like a badge of honor. The problem is when you look at their inner circle, they don't have a lot of good friends. They don't have a lot of people that if they're really struggling, a lot of those people, they use their wealth, their influence as intimidating factors. But when the chips are down and you really need people there for you to help out. People aren't going to come to your aid. So I just want to have a, uh, both Kenneth and Jason, by the way, welcome fellas. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. I just wanted both of you guys um, to just weigh in and comment how you figured out and why is your reputation so important to you? And why do you think it's important for parents to talk to their kids about this subject, about how it's imp- it should be important to their children as well? So why don't you go first, Jason, on this one, and Kenneth, you can uh, you can play a cleanup. <laughs> yep, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> You'll have lots to clean up after I talk, brother. Oh, I meant the baseball analogy, not clean up. I meant like, like, like you know, you, you'll be the fourth person with the baton. We gave Kenneth the fastest out of all three of us. I know for a fact because Jason's got a busted leg. I've got busted legs. So, Kenneth, you're I'm definitely fastest. <laughs> oh, you're funny. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah, this is a really fascinating one to me because. You know, we, my kids just started school and we have three in high school now. And what's a great blessing is I mentioned to you in a text is that, you know, this is now the third child in a row, three years in a row we've had in a Kozlowski class at our high school. We're so grateful for your help with that. And I just have to give you props, man, for being the kind of teacher that every kind of parent would want to have, you know, and so I appreciate that. First of all, I imagine you're going to have some great conversations with my kid in your class. Uh, I just have to say, 
in regard to the reputation piece, obviously I was listening the last couple podcasts we've recorded. One of the things that you said was that you need to go in as a kid and establish yourself as a the kind of kid that any teacher would want in their class. And so for me, I said to each child as they left this very morning for their first day of school, I hugged them and I said, remember, you have one chance to make a great first impression. Mm. And that's not necessarily to say, hey, you know, uh, if you don't do this right, I'm going to come after you or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to not be proud of you. They can choose to do whatever they want. I have some children that are very interested in making the best face forward that want everyone to like them that, you know, are very interested in that and a couple and other kids that are like, I don't even care. And so I have to really try to point them in the direction. I hope that they'll be willing to face and give them reasons as to why. And so I've given them examples throughout my life where, you know, I showed up thinking I was the man and that was a problem that, turned everyone off from wanting to be my friend right away. Other times where I would change a school or change a neighborhood because we moved to a new place. Man, that was tough because I moved into a place where there everything was established. Everybody had their friendships and cliques. I was essentially labeled as the rich kid because I went to a private school and nobody would let me in in terms of friendship. And it was brutal. So I did everything I could to be funny and to use what I had always done. And nobody wanted any part of that. And so all I'm saying is that I've had to, through my years of experience, figure out, you know, what's the best part of me? Is it just the funny stuff? Maybe, I mean, at that point, I became the thoughtful guy. I became the one that remembered everyone's birthday. I went around and was just nice to everybody and hopeful that somebody would be nice back to me. Uh, when I talk to my children about this whole thing, I just say, hey, look, uh, the Hewlett name is important. You know, I think everybody wants to bring pride to the family and to be able to have something that you can say, you know, I am a Hewlett. I'm going to carry on the name with the light and the positivity that my parents have tried to bring. I think all kids want to know what that is, whether they're going to carry that or not is up to them. But I think that as long as they understand that it's not necessarily an expectation, but it is something that we've done to create it. And so we hope that they'll carry that on, on as well. I'm excited to hear what Case Guy has to say about this. Man, you oh. dropped some bombs, like some bomb, bomb, bombs. And the, the biggest thing I took away from you is just the name aspect of it. You know, you think about it, you have three gener- well, three generations of Hewlett's that are going to the school, right? Just say, not, not saying this is happening, like the last one or even the first one, had a bad image, right, towards everyone else. You know what they would think about the second and the third Hewlett because yeah. of what the first one did? And that's why I think branding and, and also uh, your reputation is so important because of those aspects, because it's the foundation of not only what people going to think of you, but think of after you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I always, you know, tell people about, obviously, I'm a junior, I'm a second. I didn't know there was a difference between a junior and a second until yesterday. Literally now, because my my uncle asked me, was like, are you a junior or a second? I'm like, what are you talking about? Aren't those the same thing? And they was like, no, no, no. And so yesterday I found out I'm the second. So not a junior, I'm the second, but I guess the same thing. But uh, needless (laughs) to say, uh, you know, when you're talking about your name, it's really your legacy, right? You want to make sure that's impactful because if you have a bad name, opportunities for the future is not only going to stop at you, it's going to stop at whoever comes after. So for instance, my father, right? He had 
great things. Uh, but as he got over, his name became bad, right? So here, here come me, being the cleanup crew, having to shape this whole new image of the name. So when people think of Kenneth Scott, they don't think of Kenneth Scott the senior. They think of Kenneth Scott the second, who's doing this great things and doing stuff like that. So it's kind of like re-imaging it. And so I love what Jason was saying about like, hey, here's the the good aspect of the side of the of the knowing how important your brand and reputation of it is. But the opposite side, if you don't have a, a great brand and reputation, it's going to be so hard for the people that come after to get any type of opportunity. They're going to have to work three times or two times as a hard because of what you did to not hold that brand in that name. Yeah, I mean, in history, look how important a name was back in the day. Mm. I mean, some families were cursed for generations because they had such a such a bad, like one of their ancestors screwed up. You know what I think of? You ever seen the movie Holes? Oh, yeah. Do you remember Holes? Did you ever see that, Jason? Never saw it. You've never seen Holes? The Disney Zero, movies with Shia I love LaBeouf? Zero. Dude, I haven't, even seen, I haven't even seen Lion King. I mean, I'm sorry. I just, I need okay, to watch well, movies. Jason, that's your homework assignment to see Holes. No, seriously, Holes is an amazing movie. And it really talks about the great, great grandfather. You know, he got this reputation because he didn't do something. So they believe their family was cursed. Mm. Well, I don't know. Spoiler alert here. Cause the movie came out like 15, 16 years ago. Um, the son, the great, great grandson, he broke the curse. Mm-hmm. and his family was freed and the family was a joke. It's like, we can't do this because your great, great grandfather screwed us over and this, and that we've been a reputation of just being misfits and having these issues. And that reputation, I like how you said it, Kenneth, how it's associated with branding because branding is really like the name and the way it looks on the outside. But mm-hmm. the reputation is the day-to-day follow through because if you got a great logo and a great brand, but what you do does isn't great, and doesn't match that brand, well, then it's just, it's just, it's just fluff, right? It's just, it's just, it's just glitter. It, it's not real substance. And so having a conversation, um, what you guys both talked about, the little uh, jewels and little nuggets of information you guys put out there was really helpful because I honestly don't think a lot of parents talk to their kids about how important reputation is until after something bad happens. And I think the best way that we can share it with our kids, I want you guys feedback, the best way I can share with my kids and the best way I shared with my, with my kids in the class today, I told them when I was a senior in high school, I made a very bad mistake. And I learned that karma really is a biat <laughs> because what I did to my high school girlfriend, I broke her heart. I, I, it's long story, but what I did, um, I, I feel really haunted me for a long time because even though people still liked me. I also knew a lot of it was fake because they only liked me because I was good in sports. Mm. They only liked me for outside things. If I did what I did in high school and I was just a regular kid in high school, I, I probably would have been like, no one would have been friends with me, but because I was athletic, because I had a popular family for athletics, um, I was able to get past that, but I paid for it because my reputation preceded me. People said, Oh, this guy, is this way. So when you meet him, he may sound cool. He may have all these things, whatever. Don't let the smooth talk get to you. And I told the kids in the class today, I made this mistake and I don't want you guys to miss out on opportunities, but also too, I don't want you to miss out on the chance to have a reputation that you 
can create, one that can mm. represent who you are now, not who you were before. And because all the kids that take my class are sophomores, it means it's their first year of school. I said, whatever your reputation was in junior high school, middle school, you can start a new reputation now. Mm. This is a second or third chance for you guys. And I drilled at home. And that's why the kids were looking at me in a way. And I just said, have your kid, have your parents talked to you about how important your reputation is? And one of the kids said, well, they yell at me when I screw up and say, I'm going to screw it up, but they're not telling me what they did to screw theirs up. Like you just mm. did. They're not coaching me on how to have a better reputation. They're not giving me those fine, the two details, the details you guys just both focused on. That was not in those conversations. It was almost like damage control. It's like you screwed this up now. So you better go make it right. And the kids were like, right. there's one kid's like my parents said I messed up, make it better, but didn't give me an instructions how to do so. And I think mm. that really starts with us talking with our kids being vulnerable, telling them times where we got a bad reputation. Because if you've lived on this life and you're an adult and you've never did anything to tarnish your reputation, or maybe you did things to make people believe that you're just like your grandfather or whoever it was that tarnished the reputation of your family, your, whatever those things that your family is known for, that's going to be hard to come back from. It's going to be hard to correct if you don't realize you're doing it. I've made it a, a really big point as a Kozlowski to have a reputation of being kind and caring and giving people the chance to express themselves. The family that I grew up with, if you crossed us or if you did something that we didn't like, it was at least a verbal and most likely a physical altercation because of it. I, I don't want to be known for that anymore. I don't want to be known for a person that people are scared to talk to me or intimidated that they feel like there's going to be a confrontation if they bring up any issues that I have or something I've done to them. Right. So cause I'm curious, man. I mean, I know, I know we're limited on time here today with our schedules, but how do you, I mean, what is the how to, or what are some steps that you would give a kid or the parents that are listening? That's like, okay, we are in damage control situation right now. The kid had already messed up. Mm -hmm. How do do they fix that? In your opinion, what is the best reputation quicker fixer piece? Great question. First, first and foremost, you got to put some skin in the game. Mm. That's why I said parents, there's no parent that hasn't done anything to ruin the reputation. When I have parents do this in my private practice, all the parents say, well, I've never done anything like they've done. Well, I didn't say you had to make the same mistake as they did, but you're telling me you didn't tell a job. You didn't tell a boss. You're going to do something. You dropped the ball. You got Mm. fired. Uh, Maybe everybody in your family, um, you borrowed money and you didn't pay them back because your business went down. A lot of parents have argued me said, well, well, that wasn't my fault. That was my this. I'm like, I'm not talking about was your fault or not. I'm talking about your reputation. Sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. Sometimes you didn't mean to ruin your reputation, but you did. So right. first, first step, you have to use some personal experiences with your kids. But you can't, from my experience, you can't do this effectively if you're saying, here's what I went through and I learned a lesson. So you need to correct yours too. No, you need to sit with it. You need to sit there and take a deep breath and be like, Okay, you're probably thinking I'm going to yell at you and get out, mad at you, but actually I, I need to share some stuff with you because I've made some mistakes. Just talk to the heart and just speak mm-hmm. to them on their level instead of speaking down to them. Once you say that, you don't quickly turn it around and say, now you need to go fix yours. You say, so if you're feeling like you're hopeless, you can't change your reputation around, or if you're trying to act like you're in denial, then what's mm-hmm. happening is you're going through a grieving process. And I use the word grieving process because many people, they've killed their reputation and they are not grieving the death 
of, of that, of that murdering that they just did. They're not grieving the death that their reputation is gone. The reputation that they want to be known for. I know so many uncle Rico dads in my life. They're like, well, I used to be a great athlete. I used to be super <laughs> fit and shape and stuff like that. And so I think my wife should still be attracted to me, even though I'm very unattractive and I've done nothing to be attractive. This happened with a client not too long ago. I'm like, wait, you want her to like you for the 18 year old body and how much you cared about your physical health back then. But now you're 48 years old and you've given up on life. Mm. Like, wait, what? That doesn't make sense. Like he was in denial. Well, guess what? That's one of the stages of grief, denial, mm. justification, trying to like, oh no, it's fine. I'm okay. I'm okay. Another thing is anger and frustration, sadness. If you just tell your kids, say, listen, I screwed up. Tell them how you screwed up and tell them the most important thing is you had to acknowledge the screw up. And then you had to really come up with a plan to change your reputation, knowing that people had the right to not accept your apologies. And when you do apologize to people what you've done wrong, you should lead with, hey, you don't have to forgive me. I don't deserve your forgiveness. I can only give this most sincere apology. And then you sit back and wait and see if I actually turn things around. And if not, well, then you'll know that I'm not ready to change. And yeah, don't, don't think of me differently. But if I do earn your respect, I can prove to you that that's not who I am. It's just what I did or what happened. Mm -hmm. Then I hope that you consider being my friend again, or at least, you know, not being angry at me anymore. Give people the right to feel how they want to feel and allow them to feel what they're going to feel and tell them that you don't expect them to change the way they think or feel about you overnight. That takes away at least half of their anger and frustration towards you off the jump. You can do this with your spouse, your partner, your kids, your, your friends, people you work with. Just doing that alone is the biggest step you could do. But for your kids, you got to tell them that you've done something things how you've dealt with it and how you're still possibly even dealing with it to this day, that teaches them more than just telling them to don't do that again. And um, they need to make up for it and say, good luck. Mm, well right. said, brother. Wow. Right. Way to wrap it up. I love it. Well, I know we're short on time today, guys. Um, I just wanted, that was fresh off the, 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 <laughs> the, the press. That was a, a PSA right now. Have conversations with your kids, people to start of a new school year. It's the perfect time for them to either change their reputation or to improve or build to a reputation that maybe you've already built as a family yourselves. Cool. Okay. Awesome. All right. Until next time, you guys, uh, thank you for following us here at OG therapy. And like always, if you got trouble, stress, anything that's bring you down to humility and down to your knees, it's okay. Just press play and listen to your OGs. Until next time, be cool. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.